Hey, Reach Church, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is the first out of our new series, In My Head, with Pastor Omar Lopez, and a message entitled Perspective. Now, enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. You could be seated this morning. Are you glad you're in the house of God today? Turn to someone and say, you're in the right place, at the right time, right now. I believe that today. We're glad you're here. And uh, this morning, we're starting a new series this month. And uh, how many enjoyed uh, last month's series, questions that Jesus asked? And uh, this morning, we're going to talk about in my head. And what does that mean? There's a lot of things that go in our head. Garbage in, garbage out, right? And uh, we're going to talk about the mind because the mind is something that uh, sometimes the mind can be the devil's playground. And uh, we, as we start this, if we're not careful, we become prisoners of our own thoughts. Things that get in our mind, things that get in voices that get in our head, that begin to get us to worry and get us filled with anxiety and get us filled with all kinds of things and tell us that we're not good enough. They say our mind is like a, a computer. And that's the best analogy that I can give you because there's so much information that goes through the mind that they often look at the mind like a computer. And uh, if you've ever, if you know anything, I'm not a computer expert here, but uh, they say no matter how great a computer is, it can be the fastest computer, it can be the most modern computer, it can have the most memory in it, everything. But if it has the wrong software in that computer, it will begin to dysfunction. In other words, it won't function correctly. Sometimes uh, a computer can get what they call an, uh, a virus. You ever had a virus in your computer? And so often what happens is you logged into the wrong website or you opened the wrong email. And what they call is what they call it malware, I guess. And it gets in your computer and this virus begins to get in your files and begins to corrupt your files. And even you can't even access it because of this virus that got into your computer. And it begins to slow down everything. It begins to infect everything. And then you need to get what they call an antivirus malware in there to clean up the computer, right? I, I kind of think that's kind of how the Holy Ghost works, right? Kind of renews your mind. Am I correct? Because here's what I want to say to you. When God created you, he created you as the masterpiece. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so God made you uh, with everything that you needed. You're the, you're the right person, the right place, uh, made the right way. No matter what shape, size you are, uh, you're a gift of God. But if we get the wrong thing in our mind, we begin to function incorrectly and the creator designed you today with a mind today and the gifting today to praise him and to worship him but if we're not careful we get the wrong things that come into our head and oftentimes they begin to make us a prisoner i'm going to read you a verse of scripture here it says in proverbs 23 7 as the man thinks in his heart so is he so your thoughts become you. Your attitudes define you. Your mental uh, habits begin to shape your life. What going, what's going on in your head begins to govern your life. And the scripture tells us over and over that you and I are stewards or we're managers. Uh, 
And we often think when we're managers that we're managing material things, whether it's your possessions, whether it's your finances, all of these things, we're managers of that. But we also have to be managers of what goes into our mind. Both to be managers of what what we give access to our heart and to our mind today. And so if we're not careful, if we don't do that, then we begin to end up in anxiety and resentment. So I want to read you kind of the theme scripture here out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and then we're going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give us some clarity today as we begin to get a new perspective in our heads today. It says, for though we live in the world... We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish every argument and every pretension, in other words, every prideful thing that sets itself against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient or to submit to Christ. So let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Word of God because the Word of God is so powerful. The Word of God is what uh, is able to renew and God change our way of thinking and change our mind and renew our mind. And so, Lord, today I pray that you'll remove every distraction, even some mindsets that are there right now that create a barrier from hearing your voice. So I pray today that the Holy Spirit would anoint every word that I declare today and that the people would hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. So this morning, if you'll just give me the opportunity, I want to kind of lay a foundation and kind of give you an introduction into uh, this series that we're going to start this month. I believe it's very important that we comprehend what I'm about to share with you out of the Word of God. And some of this is what I'm going to share will be revelation to some of you. Some of you probably have never heard some of the things that I'm going to bring out in God's word, but I believe it will help you. Sometimes it's going to hurt you in order to help you, right? And sometimes it's like a surgeon, man. In order to get to the things in our lives or to remove something, uh, it's, it's going to be a little painful, but oftentimes uh, you're going to be healed. You're going to be all right. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 10 here of our text here in uh, verse number 3 that I just read, it says, though we live in this world, we do not wage war as uh, the world does. Say war. There is a war going on, and that war is often in our mind. It says we don't fight this war with the natural uh, weapons of the world, but we have spiritual weapons, kingdom heavenly weapons today, and they are contrary to the enemy. And, and the Bible says he's given us power. Somebody say power, man. And that power today that that word is used is dunamis, where we get the word dynamite or explosive miracle power. And these weapons, again, are heavenly and divine power, what, 
to demolish stronghold. Now, stronghold is not a word that we often use in our English language. Uh, I know in church we often do, but let me just give you and define to you what stronghold actually means. It means a fortified prison. Uh, I was reading and it was saying a stronghold is like a prisoner or a fortified prison where, uh, uh, where you can be locked into a deception or a lie. In other words, uh, as the enemy begins to place things in your mind, one lie after another, you begin to be a prisoner of that lie. If you've ever had a lie implanted or this virus that gets into your mind, all of a sudden God doesn't love you. You're not good enough. Nobody cares about you. This is the way you're always going to be. You're never going to really have any good relationships in your life. God doesn't even hear your prayer. You really don't matter. You've ever had those thoughts come to you? And so the Bible is saying that we're to demolish, we're to bind every stronghold, amen, that comes against us, that we can crush it or we can obliterate it is the word, everything and take it captive in the obedience of Christ. Now, in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about recognizing those thoughts that come into our mind and making them submit to Christ, getting them under the obedience of Christ. And so listen to me, write this down. The life that you have is the reflection of the thoughts that you have or that you think. A lot of it this morning, a lot of our spiritual battle has to do with our mind, has to do with our thoughts. We're always thinking there's the devil and everything. I'm only here to tell you, I know there's the devil and I know there's influence, but it also has to do with the way you think. And the way you process stuff. And the way you begin to digest stuff. Uh, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. I'm going to say that again. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. If you want to change your life, you have to change the way you think. Changing your thinking will change your life. Again, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. Almost every situation, most every battle that we're fighting has to do with our thoughts. And this is where Christ comes in. And I know he converts our hearts. He changes our life. But oftentimes, it's a process to change the way you think. And so when Christ comes into your life, he wants to give you a new perspective. He wants you to look at things differently than you did. He wants you to look at situations differently. He wants you to look at people differently. He wants you to look at relationships different. And the way you do that is you got to get the mind of Christ. Now, I'll explain to you in just a few moments what it is to have the mind of Christ. Now, now listen to this scripture. I believe it's important for every Christian to know this verse. In Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. Transformation has to do with a transformation in your mind. Got to get that transformation in your mind. It's to get your mind renewed. Then you'll be able, what? To understand and accept what God's will is for your life. You'll be able to know what is good and pleasing to him 
and what is perfect. And so the Bible says, when it says, don't be conformed, it's kind of like that, that Play-Doh. Remember that Play-Doh you used to play with? I hope you're not playing with that anymore, but you're, 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 you, know, you, you can mold it anyway. So don't be conformed like Play-Doh to the pattern of this world, to the, to the trends or the social norms or the philosophies of this world. And so again, it's not just saying God's way is the right way, but God's way is a better way. See, a lot of us this morning, all we think is God's way is the right way. But I'm going to tell you right now, God's way is better than your way. When you start changing your mind, it's not just the right way. Yeah, I know I need to do the right thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. You need to do the better thing. Not just the right thing. It's the better thing. If you don't think it's better, you won't do it. You say, I know it's the right thing to do, but you know what? I got something better. I got something better on the side. That's your problem. That's why you won't change because you don't see that it's better. The Bible said, don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If I want to be a new person, I need to pursue a new way of thinking. Paul the Apostle said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, because if we're going to get the mind of God, we've got to get Christ and begin to think like Christ. He says, for who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for what? We have the mind of Christ. What does it mean to have the mind of Christ? It's to learn to think like Christ. In other words, have Christ's perspective. Begin to look through the lens of of Jesus Christ. In other words, the same attitude that Christ had, the same reaction that Christ had. I don't know if you guys remember, but there used to be a thing called uh, WWJD, what would Jesus do? How many remember that? That had to do with how would Jesus' perspective be concerning this situation? Uh, What would he do? That is getting the mind of Christ. In other words, I want to think like Christ. I want to act like Christ. I want to react like Christ. I want to have the same attitude that Christ had. It's to be Christ-like. Did you know the word Christian is to be Christ-like? Not just like Christ, but be Christ-like. Begin to live your life like Christ. Begin to think like Christ. A lot of people like to hit Christ-like, or I like, to, I like Christ, that's great, but you need to be Christ-like. You can like Christ, oh, I love Christ, but are, are you living like Christ? That's what the word Christian means. And, and so you can't become Christ-like and, until you learn how to think like Christ. Philippians 2, 5, I'm just laying the foundation here. Let this mind be in you, which is in also in Christ Jesus. So, so not just having the morals of Christ, but pursuing the mind of Christ. In other words, adopting the same attitude of Jesus Christ. This is probably the most important essential in every Christian and often it's overlooked when it comes to the aspect of transformation. Most people are not transformed because their mind is not renewed. They're still thinking the same old way. Change your mind and you change your life. 
So you may be thinking, wow, what is that? What are you talking about, Pastor? Is it just, no, you know, going from what to what? Uh, you know, in other words, I'm not thinking any bad things, not thinking any bad things to good things, right? Or not thinking ungodly things to godly things. Not thinking negative things to positive things. And all of these things that I mentioned is not incorrect, but they're just incomplete. It's not just that. Is that, oh, yeah, I'm not a negative person. No, when I'm talking about changing your mind, renewing your mind, I'm talking about changing a mindset. Now, what is a mindset? A mindset has, everybody has a, a mind that has a set way of thinking. That's what a mindset is. You have a set way of thinking, the way you process things. We have a certain way of thinking. There's a certain pattern in how we think. Some of us, uh, we've inherited this subconsciously. You didn't even know, but it was passed down to you. Some of it you inherited from your family. Some of it is in our DNA. Uh, A lot of things that you inherited, your mannerism, your attitudes, your moods, was passed down through your family, right? A lot of it is from your DNA, Some of these mindsets, let me tell you something here. Some of these mindsets and patterns that you learn from your family have served you good. Some of you have a good work ethic. Why? Because it was passed down from your family. You have a good work ethic. You know, you have to work hard. Uh, My dad, you know, he just wouldn't let us, uh, he'd wake us up, you know, six, seven in the morning, Saturday morning. Who in the world does that? (laughs) Got to clean the driver. Got to sweep around. What is going on? I just went to sleep at one in the morning. Get up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Got to get up. Got to sweep the, the driveway. Got to clean. help me clean the yard. Man, my dad, he was a mean guy. But I'll tell you what, I learned something. I learned how to work. I learned to get up in the morning. And so that patterns in my life. I get up every morning. At the same time, I get up early because that served me well. And so a lot of us this morning, a lot of this mindset, a way of thinking was passed down from your family. It's been a blessing to you. You've learned how to work hard. You learned how to be an achiever. You learned how to look at things a lot better. But then there's the other side. Some of it has not served us well. And you'd be amazed the mentality that has been passed down from generation to generation. Now, last week I talked about the hard truth. I'm going to get a little bit hard today. I'm going to talk about some mentalities that have been passed down from generation to generation. And we still have them. Some of us have the victim mentality. You're a victim. You're always the victim. It's everybody else's fault. It's never your fault. We have the limited mentality. I just can't make it. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Uh, We have a lot of us inherited some prejudice and bias mentality. Some of us have a sexist mentality from our family. The way you look at things, uh, you have a sexist mentality because it was passed down to you. Oh, man, it got quiet. Some of us have the freebie mentality, always wanting free stuff. You don't work for anything. The freebie mentality. Don't be offended, but in the neighborhood, we called it the welfare mentality. Everybody owes you something. 
Everybody has to pay you something, okay? That's the welfare mentality. You got to always have assistance, always looking for a blessing. You know, when you become a Christian, you're supposed to be the blessing, not always looking for the blessing. I have so many believe, I'm looking to be blessed. Why don't you start blessing? And maybe God will bless you. Stop having the freebie mentality. Or a lot of us have the scarcity mentality. You're obsessed with, with lacking something all the time. It's scarcity, scarcity mentality. Let me read you a story that I thought was very interesting because things that are passed down generationally. It's a story about a Ger German shepherd. She was a pregnant uh, a German shepherd, and uh, one day she was walking across the street, and this Ger German shepherd got hit, and both of her legs were broken, and she was able to drag herself off the street back to her house. As the weeks went by, she began to slowly recover, her legs healed, but they weren't properly reset. So when she walked, she was dragging the back of her legs. She couldn't walk properly because her joint had been messed up. And eventually she did have her puppies and they seemed to be healthy and they be, seemed to be whole. But after a few weeks, these puppies started walking just like their mother. They were dragging the back of their legs. So the owner was amazed and he thought maybe because of the accident, all of the babies were injured. So he took them to the veterinarian and the doctor discovered there is nothing wrong with the back of the legs of these puppies. They were perfectly healthy. These puppies were simply copying their mother. That's all they seen. That's all they seen as the model. And so that's how they learned to walk. That's what happens to us. We grow up with a certain model of a way of thinking and we're dragging the back of our legs. We're dragging our lives. We're dragging our, our low self-esteem. And God is saying, I'm coming in to renew your mind. I'm coming in today to change your way of thinking. See, we've got to change the way we think. The Bible says again, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Some of us need to get rid of our thinking, thinking. Stinking thinking. What is occupying the space in your mind right now? What is steering your behavior? Where is your head at right now? Where is it stuck at? You need to get it out and move forward. Now, here's the great thing about the grace of God. So whatever we inherited that was broken, whatever we inherited that was dysfunctional in our natural family, we have the opportunity to fix it in our spiritual family. We have an opportunity. How many know uh, what was passed down from our earthly father that was broken and dysfunctional? Now we have a heavenly father, amen, that can change and transform our lives. And so whatever our history was, uh, it's not my destiny because I, my life can become his story, amen, and I can be renewed in my way of thinking. So just because I've been a certain way is not an accurate indicator to what I can become. 
God had the way of altering. God had the way of restructuring. God had the way of retransforming our lives this morning to think differently and look at things differently. If he can get an unstable Peter and make him a rock, if he can get a man by Gideon who was just a farmer and make him a military leader, if God can take someone like Moses who stuttered when he talked but make him lead a nation out of Egypt, God can use your life. See, we have to realize that we have some mindset, a way of thinking that needs to change. So some of our mindset came from our parents. Now here's the big one, but some of our mindsets today come from our pain. Because pain has the way of shaping our thinking patterns. Shaping the way we see things. Because you've been in pain, it has caused you, or you've had some pain in your life, or some violations in your life, has caused you to make some vows that are not healthy for you. I will never trust a man again. I will never trust people again. I will never marry again. I will never go back to church again. I will never forgive again. Why? Because pain has the way of shaping your mind. This is why people interpret correction and say it's control. Because of your pain. When someone confronts you, you relate that to a pain in your past and you think someone is trying to control you. Often as a pastor, when I'm trying to bring correction, people say, you're trying to control me. Honey, I'm not trying to control you. I'm, I have trouble enough controlling my own life. I don't want to control you, but I do want to bring some correction and guidance to you. I want to help you along the way. So when I talk about changing our mind, we have to change our mindset. Meaning that if our mind is set in a certain area and not consistent with God's blueprint, the way you were designed, it needs to be transformed. We're always looking for a breakthrough. Now, I believe in breakthrough, but sometimes we relate to breakthroughs as some emotional thing that you have to go through in order to, to change your mind. No, no. We think, well, a person has to cry here. A person has to howl here in order to get a breakthrough. I often, I often uh, that same person went right to the back through. Amen. It's, a, it's not a breakthrough. It's a back through. They're right back to the same old thing again. Next week, they're doing the same old thing. What happened? Because there hasn't been a change of mind. Okay. So I, I, I believe that God, I, I believe God can change people's lives. I believe that uh, many times emotion does follow, but I've also seen people come up, there was no emotion, but their lives would change in a moment. There was no tears, there was nothing. Just their life just changed, just like that. One step, not 12 steps, are you hearing? Just one step, whole life would change. Whole way of thinking was transformed. Everything happened. And so what I'm saying, if we're not careful, we go back to the same thing, limitation bound, because you didn't get your mind renewed. So there's two types of mindsets. Write this down. Are you ready for this? I'm going to show you a scripture here that will help you. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. The mind governed by the flesh is what? Death. So when your mind is governed by your carnal, fleshly desires going to end up in death. 
going to end up killing you. It will end up destroying you. It said, but the mind governed by the spirit is what? Life and peace. You want to know why you have no peace? You want to know why your life is always in disarray? Because it's not governed by the spirit. It's governed by your carnal mindset. It's governed by your flesh. You've got to begin to change. See, I can tell people by the way they react to things, whether they're governed by the flesh or governed by the spirit. If your first reaction when something goes wrong, you're cussing out everybody, you are governed by the flesh. I can tell you that. You're putting down everything. You're tearing down everything. Forget this person. I'm going to do I'll get back at you. You are governed by the flesh. When you're governed by the spirit, praise God. God's going to work it out. I don't know how. God's going to do it somehow. I'm going to trust God in this whole thing. And you're a person that's walking in life and peace. So how do you change your mindset? Again, a carnal mind leads to death. A spiritual mind leads to life and peace. Two types of mindsets, okay? And so again, you can even be, a, a, I'm not talking about an unconverted person. A lot of people can be converted and change and God, can, God is in their heart, but their mind needs to be renewed. Some of us this morning, Jesus is in your heart, but your mind is unrenewed. You're not thinking any differently than you were before. You're still processing things the same way. You still have the same rebellious little attitude. And you, you always have the same mood swings. You have the same reaction. You're bitter. You're mad. You're angry. You don't trust anyone. I know I'm not talking about anyone here because your mind is unrenewed. Your mind's under, you're the same person uh, you were 10 years ago. That people in church, people in your work, are you a Christian? Really? You go to church? You, you act the same way I met you 10 years ago. What, you, you're, because your mind, I know I'm not preaching to one, uh, but our mind is not renewed. Meaning when we don't allow the spiritual mind or the spiritual things of God to govern our mind today, what's happening, it's going to lead to destruction. It will destroy your soul. And so again, we have to let the Holy Spirit begin to govern our mind. What's it going to take to let the Spirit of God govern our mind? It's going to have to take a degree of faith. You're going to have to begin to have some faith, and faith will cause you to look at things differently. Faith will cause you, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a crisis, you're not going to panic. You're not going to throw in the towel. You're not going to uh, stop going to church. But in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a crisis, faith is going to say, I'm believing God. God's going to do, some, God's going to do something good out of it. One of the first things that we did when the pandemic hit, we got online telling people, God's going to turn this thing around. We don't know how. We don't know what's going to happen, but we're not going to fall back. We're not going to discourage. We're not going to give it up and end up in despair. We're going to look at it as an opportunity for God's kingdom to preach the truth of God today. So a mind that is governed by the spirit, again, has the level of faith. A mind that is governed by the flesh or the carnal is susceptible to worry. It's susceptible to fear and despair, doubt, doesn't have any peace in their life, has mistrust in their life. Am I talking to anyone here today? That person is full of stress. That person this morning can't trust people. This is what happens. Let me give you a few things today 
When you get the mind of Christ, it changes your perspective. I'm not going to be able to cover all of these characteristics, but I want to give you just a few before you go home today to, get, to begin to identify with some of these things to say, I need to get the mind of Christ. I need to change the way I think. I need to let God change me. I've got some mentalities that I inherited, some things that were passed down to me that are just not good for me. Are you with me? That are just not good. Everybody's a suspect. Everybody is trying to get you. Everybody's trying to get over. That, that, you, you need to get a mind renewal, man. You need to get God to renew your mind. Even coming to church sometimes, like, oh, man. Here, can I tell you an old, an, an old mentality? Oh, the preacher is trying to take my money. I don't need your money. Amen. I work for a living. I need your money. <laughs> if I was trying to get rich, I wouldn't come to Paramount. Amen. <laughs> I'll be in Palo Verde trying to make some money. Where the money's at. Why would I come to Paramount? Most of you people have better cars than I do. So I'm not trying to get you money. All the church trying to do is get my money. Really? Where, where is it? Where is all this money? So that's the mentality. That's the mentality. I just thought I'd say that. I wasn't in my notes, but I just, you, some of you need to hear that. So number one, when I have the mind of Christ, I know exactly who I am, and I'm confident in my identity. There's a lot of people today that are going through identity crisis. They don't know whether they're a man or a woman. They don't know if they're brown or black. I identify with this man. Identify with who you are. Stop trying to be everybody else. Jesus knew, listen to me, Jesus knew exactly who he was. So if we're going to have the mind of Christ, we need to know exactly who we are. There's all these movies that are always showing Jesus. It's like Jesus was surprised who he was. Like, I did a miracle. Oh, my goodness, I didn't know that. He knew he was the son of God from the beginning, okay? He already knew that. He wasn't looking, he wasn't going through an identity crisis. There are several verses in scripture that tell us exactly who Jesus was. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth. He knew exactly who he was. So God wants you to be sure. He wants you to know who you are. You are a son and daughter of God. God created you today. And if you're not sure who you are, I'm telling you, the world will make you be or influence you all kinds of temptation to cause you to be something you're not. There's a lot of people walking around with a false identity. You're trying to be what everybody else wants you to be instead of what God wants you to be. And God wants to renew your mind, change your mind. The second thing, are you ready for this? Just kind of, I'm going to go as quickly. When you have the mind of Christ, you know God's purpose for your life. There's so many people today, they don't know what they were born for. They don't know what they were created for. They're fulfilling a purpose that, that was not God's purpose for their life. They're missing their destiny because they're trying to fulfill something that is not even meant for them. God has gifted you with all kinds of fulfill his purpose for his glory. Jesus said this, I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. 
Man, don't you want to know where you're going and where you came from? Jesus knew from the very beginning. And when he was 12 years old, they, they said, Jesus, why, why, you know, you, we've been looking for you. He goes, I'm in my father's house doing about my father's business. Why are you looking for me? I, you should know where I'm at. I know, I know my purpose in life. And all of us this morning, Jesus said, I come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. So Jesus came to give you a purpose today for his kingdom. Number three, are you ready for this? And I'm going to go as quickly as I can. When I have the mind of Christ, I'm always aware that God is with me. I'm always aware that God is with me. A lot of us this morning, we're so filled with insecurity because you don't realize God's with you. You're not by yourself. When you have the mind of Christ, you give you a different perspective. It's like, I don't know if God's with me. What do you mean you don't know what God's with you? You should be aware that he's with you, that the presence of God is with you. And how do we know that? Jesus said this in John 16, 32. I am not alone because the Father is always with me. Now, how do we do that? How do we stay connected with God? How do we know that God's with us? It's called prayer. And so when you're in prayer, you're aware of his constant care. I love that. I'll say it again. When you're in prayer, you're aware of his constant care. God cares about you. God loves you today. Be aware that God today is with you. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. Know that the presence of God, even in this room right now, God's here right now. And he wants to be with you. You're not alone. You're, by, you're not by yourself. That's the mentality that you inherited. You're alone. Nobody's with you. That's a lie from hell. God's with you today. He wants to be more in your life. And what it's going to take is you to pray some more. Get connected. Surrender your heart to him. So I'm going to pray. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes for just a moment. So Father in heaven, we're so thankful today for the Holy Spirit. We're thankful today, God that you are with us, that you renew our heart, you renew our mind. God, there's so much junk that gets into our, our head that comes through so many different sources today. People's opinion, God, the media, God, things that we inherited, mentalities. Our mind got set in a certain way of thinking that are just not healthy for us, that, that it really kind of Cause us to be distrusting, cause us to be everyone's the suspect, cause us to be angry and insecure. God, change our mind by renewing our mind. Help us to get the mind of Christ today. We need you. We need your grace. We need your love. We need, we need the Holy Spirit to renew us today. So if you're in this room right now, those that are online as well, at the sound of my voice, you're listening to what I'm saying today. I want to just share this with you and tell you that God loves you, that he cares about you, that he wants to come into your life today. I want you to just change the way you think and say, I'll, you may say, well, I'm okay. I'm all right. No, the Bible says this, that we're sinners and we fall short of the glory of God, that there's no one righteous. You're not good enough to make it to heaven on your own. You need God's love. You need God's forgiveness. Every single one of us do. So you need to change the way you think right now and realize you need God in your life. And you're not going to make it to heaven without Jesus. Because Jesus said this. He said that he's the way, that he's the truth, and that he's the life. And no one gets to the Father but by him. 
You're not going to make it to heaven on your own merit. You're not going to make it to heaven on your own good deeds. They're not good enough. You need Christ in your life. You need to surrender your life to Jesus. And so this morning, I, I want to change your mindset today and tell you there's a God in heaven that loves you. If you think God doesn't care about you, that's a lie. He does. He knows everything about you. He cares about your life today. Don't leave here without him. So if you're in this place right now, you say, Pastor, I need Jesus. I need the Lord in my life today. I want Christ in my life. Be honest with God. With every head bowed, every eye closed. No one looking around real quick. And say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life today. We just raise your hand real quick and say, that's me. Pastor, would you pray for me? I need the Lord in my life. Right over here on my right side. Who else? Several people. Who else? This morning, you're sitting out there right now. You need the Lord in your life right now. Just admit it. You need God in your life. Who are you right now? Just raise your hand real quick. I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm not here to shame you. I'm here today to encourage you and to let you know that God cares about you. If that's you, would you just real quick raise your hand and say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life. I need God in my life right now. Raise your hand. Who are you? Just raise your hand. Is there anybody else? Several people already raised their hand. You won't be alone. Even if you're online, let us know today you want the Lord in your life. Is there anybody else right now? You just raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I need the Lord in my life right now. Maybe you were once walking with God. Maybe at one time you were serving the Lord, but you're away from God and you need to come back home to the Lord. Raise your hand. I need to rededicate my life to him. Who are you? Is there anyone else right now? Is there anyone else? I believe the Lord is going to touch some people today. That Christ is going to renew some hearts, renew some minds. Can renew our mind today. Someone over here raise their hand. You need, you need the Lord in your life? Amen. Would, would you come? I need somebody to come with, with her over here. We can have a lady, one of the ladies come. I think Betty's coming right now. Pray with her. Come on, give her a hand today. Praise the Lord. Would you pray with her over here? God bless you. Why don't we stand together? You know, why don't we stand together right now? Honestly, this morning, we need to be honest with God. Some of us, our mentality has been wrong. You have a wrong mentality. You have a mindset. And that mindset is destroying your life. Let's be honest. Some of us this morning, our mind is governed by the flesh. That's why you're frustrated. That's why you have stress in your life. That's why you're worried. That's why, man, you're always questioning things because your mind is governed by the flesh, by carnal. And a lot of that stuff was passed down to you subconsciously or even inherited by your family. Like I said, some things we inherited are a blessing. But a lot of things, our mentality is wrong. A lot of, a lot of my, our mentality about God, about church, about people, about relationship, about the spiritual things of God. God wants to renew our mind. Can you say amen? Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.